sins away. Oh, say much I'm glad. From the international headquarters of the Sword of the Lord Publishers and Ministries here in downtown Murfreesboro, Tennessee, this is Making a Difference, and I'm Dr. Shelton Smith. It's my privilege to be at this microphone five days a week and to spend some time with our friends here in this area where you hear the broadcast. And I'm thankful that every single day we have a Bible, a wonderful, inspired, infallible, inerrant Bible that we can open up, find the Word of God, talk about the good things that God's given us, and we do that with great interest and great enthusiasm. We're thankful for the privilege and look forward every day to having you along with us if you can. Now, this week, we've been looking at the general theme of what I've called the forever factors. And today, we're going to talk about something that really needs to be talked about, and that's the everlasting eternity, the forever that is going to come after that this life is over. So we'll talk about that in just a moment. Let me remind you, the weekend is just ahead of us, and I want to encourage you to be in church when Sunday comes. Somewhere in your area, there's a good Bible-believing church. I mean, a church that is on track, that is still having church, like church ought to be had. And I want you to find that church. Get in there. Take your family. Be there Sunday morning. Go for Sunday school. Be there Sunday night. And just take advantage of what that church has to offer. Now, also, I want to remind you that the National Sword of the Lord Conference is coming July 18 through 21. That's in North Carolina at Walkertown there in the Winston-Salem suburbs at the Gospel Light Baptist Church. Big auditorium, lots of facilities. Everything is there for us, and we're looking forward to having you come. Bring your family. No registration fees, no fees at all, and we just want you to plan to be with us. We'll have a great time, four big days, July 18 through 21. Now, we're looking at the matter of eternity today as we talk about another one of these forever issues. Eternity, that word itself simply means an unending time. It's talking about infinity, something that goes on and on forever. Now, when I use the title, the everlasting eternity, I'm well aware that both of those words suggest the same thing, but we're just doubling up on it to make the point even stronger. It may sound redundant, but I think it's just giving strong emphasis to the concept and to the truth. The word eternity actually only appears one time in the English Bible, but the concept and the descriptions of eternity are there dozens of times all through the Old Testament and the New. We know that life on this earth is transitory. It's here and then it's gone. James chapter 4 says life is a vapor that appears for a little while and then vanishes away. Hebrews chapter 9 and verse 27 says it is appointed unto man once to die and after this the judgment. Uh, Proverbs 27.1 says, Boast not thyself of tomorrow, for thou knowest not what a day may bring forth. So it's all telling us that the life we have here is brief, it is transitory, but the fact is eternity is permanent and it is everlasting. So today we're going to look at the matter of eternity, and there are two things and two things only that you can have in eternity. 
and I mention them sometimes. In fact, most of the time, whenever we're talking about eternity, we talk about heaven and hell, and we do it in that order. We really ought to reverse it, because hell is the thing that is going to happen to every single person if they just continue as they are. If they do not do what they should do, they are going to wind up in the place that is called hell. If you go to heaven, you're going to have to do something about it, and that means receiving Christ as Savior. So what I'm looking at here is just simply saying, yeah, if everything just goes along, it will be that place called hell. But if you do what you should do, then there will be something real special called heaven. So yes, we talk about heaven and hell. We talk about hell and heaven. We're talking about those two places for eternity. And let me just simply tell you, there is no limbo and there is no purgatory. If you think somehow, once you stop breathing, that you're going to have some kind of a layover somewhere where maybe somebody can pray you on into heaven, that's not going to happen, dear friend. There's nothing in the Bible about that, not even one single word. And I I want you to know that we have every reason now in this life to get ready for what's going to happen in eternity. Now, when we talk about hell, we just need to look through the Bible and we'll find a lot of things said about it. For example, in Matthew chapter 5, verse 22, there's a mention of hell fire. In Matthew chapter 5, verse 29, there's a mention of hell once again. In Matthew chapter 10, verse 28, Jesus said, Fear not them which kill the body, but are not able to kill the soul, but rather fear him which is able to destroy both soul and body in hell. So that place, it's emphasized over and over again. In Matthew 18, verse 9, there is a reference to hell fire. In Matthew 23, verse 15, Jesus said, Woe unto you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for ye can pass sea and land to make one proselyte, and when he is made, you make him twofold more the child of hell than yourselves. In Matthew 23, 33, Jesus said, Ye serpents, ye generation of vipers, how can you escape the damnation of hell? On and on, the Bible talks about it. In Luke chapter 12, in verse 5, there's another reference to hell. In Matthew 11:23, there's a reference to both heaven and hell. In Matthew 16, 18, the Bible says, And the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Talking about the church. In Luke 16, 23, And in hell he lift up his eyes, being in torments. Uh, in Revelation 1.18, Jesus said, I am he that liveth and was dead, and behold, I am alive forevermore, amen, and have the keys of hell and of death. Revelation 6.8 mentions hell. Revelation 20.13 tells us about death and hell, delivering up the dead which were in them. In uh, Job chapter 11, it talks about both heaven and and hell in verse number eight. In Psalm 9, 17, the Bible says, the wicked shall be turned into hell and all the nations that forget God. So we can find many, many things in the Bible about hell, but let's look at what it tells us about heaven as well. In Second Chronicles chapter 18, there's a verse that says, therefore hear the word of the Lord. I saw the Lord sitting upon his throne and all the host of heaven standing on his right hand and on his left. Nehemiah chapter 9 and verse 6, Thou, even thou, art Lord alone. Thou hast made heaven, the heaven of heavens, with all their host, the earth and all things that are therein, the seas and all that is in them, 
and thou preservest them all, and the host of heaven worships thee. In Luke chapter 2 and verse 13, suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying glory to God in the highest. On and on the Bible talks about heaven. First Kings chapter 8 and verse 49, then hear thou their prayer and their supplication in heaven thy dwelling place. Second Chronicles 6.21, Hearken therefore unto the supplications of thy servant and of thy people Israel, which they shall make toward this place. Hear thou from thy dwelling place, even from heaven. And listen, folks, on and on the Bible talks about heaven as a real place. Psalm 14, 2 says, The Lord looks down from heaven upon the children of men. It is the dwelling place of God, and you and I will have the privilege to go there to dwell with God and to dwell in that place if we have Christ as Savior. In Psalm 33 and verse 13, the Bible says, The Lord looks from heaven and beholds the sons of men. In Psalm 102 and verse 19, For he hath looked down from the height of his sanctuary. From heaven did the Lord behold the earth. In Psalm 115 and verse 3, But our God is in the heavens. Look at Matthew chapter 5 and verse 16. Talks about seeing your good works and glorifying your Father which is in heaven. In Matthew chapter 10 and verse 32, Whosoever therefore shall confess me before men, him will I confess also before my Father, which is in heaven. The Lord tells us again and again about this place that he has that is so special. In 1 Thessalonians chapter 4 and verse 16, it says, For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel, and with the trump of God. And the dead in Christ shall rise first. Matthew chapter 6 verse 20 tells us to lay up for yourselves treasures where? In heaven. In Luke chapter 10 and verse 20, notwithstanding, in this rejoice not that the spirits are subject unto you, but rather rejoice because your names are written in heaven. So it's possible for us to get our name on the roll in heaven. We do that when we receive the Savior. In Matthew 21, 27, the Bible says, And there shall in no wise enter into it, talking about heaven, anything that defileth, neither whatsoever worketh abomination or maketh a lie, but they which are written in the Lamb's book of life. Dear precious friends, it is important. You need to see, you need to understand. Hell is a place where you could go and you will go if you do not have a Savior. You need a rescue plan. You need a redemption plan. You need a Redeemer, a Savior. And Jesus, when he went to the cross, died on Calvary, and then rose from the grave, made the arrangement that all of us need to have. In John chapter 14 and verse 2, Jesus talked about heaven when he said, In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. Philippians chapter 3 and verse 20 says, Our conversation is in heaven from whence we also look for the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. Colossians chapter 1 and verse 5 says, For the hope which is laid up for you in heaven. On and on the Bible talks about heaven. So we have every reason to get our focus on this and get it properly. Now, heaven is real and heaven is everlasting. Hell is also real, and it too is everlasting. I remind you that uh, there is a great passage in Luke chapter 16, 
that talks about two people who died. One went to heaven, the other went to hell, and the one who went down to hell was suffering miserably. He was in great pain, and he asked that he might just get a little bit of water, just a little bit on the tip of the finger that would cool his tongue and relieve the torment that he was in. But I want you to notice what happened. Abraham, verse 25 said, Son, remember that thou in thy lifetime receivest thy good things, and likewise Lazarus evil things. Now he is comforted, and thou art tormented. And beside all this, watch this now carefully, and beside all this, between us and you, there is a great gulf fixed, so that they which would pass from hence to you cannot, neither can they pass to us that would come from thence. So that means if you go to heaven, you are there forever. Or if you go to hell, you are there forever. And listen, there is no reason why anybody, no one on the planet should ever leave this life unprepared. Jesus made the arrangement when he died on the cross and arose from the grave. Salvation is a free gift that God gives. And the free gift enables you to have an entrance into heaven and to spend all of eternity. When I talk about all of eternity, I mean, that's really not even a good statement because eternity never ends. We talk about, I mean, it's everything the Lord has prepared and all that he wants us to have. He gives all of that to us and makes it possible. So whenever we talk about these everlasting factors... Heaven is a very real place. It also is an everlasting place. And hell, also very real place. But it also is everlasting. And I just simply draw the picture out here just in this brief time to make very clear they are very different places. One is a place of torment. One is a place of real fire. It is a place where there are no comforts. And at the same time, heaven is a place that is beautiful, a place of bliss, a place that you're going to enjoy forever and ever and ever. Now, come Monday, we'll have a couple of more of these forever programs talking about things the Bible says are everlasting. So I hope that you'll join me after the weekend and we'll have some more good things out of the Bible talking about the forever factors. I do hope that you'll get in touch and let me send you a sample copy of our Sword of the Lord newspaper. Now in its 88th year of publication, it'll be a help and a blessing to you. We'll be delighted to do so if you'll write me a note. And listen, at the same time, don't forget to check us out on our website at swordofthelord.com. Here's the address, Dr. Shelton Smith at P.O. Box 1099, Murfreesboro, Tennessee, 37133. The email address is radio at swordofthelord.com. I look forward to hearing from you, so do get in touch today. Now, we'll look forward to seeing you come Monday, so have a great weekend, and goodbye for now. <music>